Hey guys, Hugh here. Just to let you know, this is episode 27 of the Patches In podcast and not episode 26. Hey, and welcome to episode 26 of the Patches In podcast. It's technically episode 27, but I fucked up the recording of the last episode, so scrap mm. all that stuff. You may get some clips of it eventually when I can recover um, some parts of it. I'm joined here today by Dom. Hey guys. And Hamish. How's it going everyone? Unfortunately, Ross is busy with family issues, so he can't make it today, but he will be back for the next one. Uh, We're we're going to start a new kind of format this week. We're not going to go as in-depth into each game we're playing as usual, because we we tend to ramble on a bit much and it's not that... um, concise so we're just going to do our news and what we've been up to and try and release our game would you call them reviews opinions opinions thoughts we're going to try and release them as a separate podcast so Streets of Rage 4 I think will be one we'll all get into that eventually when I've got time but (laughs) (laughs) what it's only just you, man. I know. I know. I, I, I need to play it tomorrow. Once all this household stuff's done, I can get into it. Um, so I'll start with Hamish. How you been, mate? What's been going on? You been going outside? Getting your exercise? Well, you know what? I did go outside. I've been, I've been going out for work, obviously, right? But the other day was basically the first time I'd actually went to a shop because I've been trying to do most of my stuff online, online shopping and that. So, you know, I was a wee bit apprehensive of my first time going out to the shop. I was like, right, what do I need to do here? So I asked around a few people and, uh, you know, I was like, so what what should I do if I'm going out to the shop? And all that anyone said was just wear a glove, uh, gloves and a mask. I was like, right, okay, no problem. That's doable. And uh, so I get ready, go to the shops and everyone else is wearing clothes, raging. <laughs> uh, but you know it's sunny so I've got a nice wee tan out of it <laughs> you've got previous for that as well but without the mask <laughs> just gloves <laughs> so how's that uh, tag on your ankle doing man? <laughs> <laughs> it's peeping a lot less today not a so you get any funny work stories anybody panicking when they came in and running away from anybody that's getting too close to them or is it just everyone's being civilised? Nah, people still don't get it, man. Like People just, like, I was helping a guy today and every time I took a step back, he took another step forward. And I'm just like, can you not see what I'm doing? And like, <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. And it's like, how are you not, like, this can't be the first time that you've ever been out in the past month or however long it's been, two months. Your, your back's right up against the wall and you're still coming up with your hand. <laughs> really you get back. a big stick. That's what I need, a big fucking stick. Now you, know how, now you know how women feel when guys are getting that close to them when they're drunk and stuff like that. It's like... Uh, yeah, it's like the, the 3am, like, shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Dom, have you got any funny quarantine stories? Seems you uh, love my brother, you must have lots of funny stories. Oh, well, Jason's been dating quite a lot, man. So going through, you know, going through some stuff. Do you know how, like... Dating out his emotions. Good see, guy. See, because he's giant. Is he making, like, giant bread? And, like, yeah. giant cookies? <laughs> giant, giant thing. Yeah, he's just... Just 
giant pod of them doing that. He made like giant scones. It was pure like, heavy dense. Like, I was <laughs> with medicine balls. <laughs> I was doing some like conference calls, and he's like, uh, he came over not knowing the webcam was on. I put like, put it right beside my face, going, "Don't mind what I feel the weight of that." I'm like, and I went, "Oh, I touched the bottom of it, but it was roasting hot." It was always hot. The only time that I'm generally get out the house is taking the dog out now, and it's been a bit of a lifesaver doing that click and collect now through Asda, jump the queue and after stuff and get the hell out. I can never find times. Every time I go on it's like a week or two. You, yes, that's what we me and Jason did. But there's, there's places around that will be open for you. Um, that aren't as busy. We're thankfully, since we're all in Scotland, it's not so bad up here. Because like, you know, we're more spread out than we are like, down south. Yeah. Because like, it'd be pretty harsh for them to sort of uh, go to their shops because you do need to keep that distance. Yeah, we are, would you call us rural? We're, 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 we're outside a big city, we're in small towns, but like it's not as bad here, there's a lot of space, you're not yeah. right up in everyone's business. But we've yeah, had... Still with like all, all the Scotland, like either deliveries or pickups, like because we've got stricter alcohol laws than places like England and stuff like that, see if you actually look for like, a delivery or a click and collect from somewhere like Asda, because they can't serve alcohol before 10. There's plenty of times between like eight and nine and up until ten, and then it's like fully booked. <laughs> it's like, that's because everyone wants a drink. Yeah, that's probably true, eh? But well, that's the only thing you've got to do in this uh, boring time. Yeah, that's, that's, honestly, it is like uh, because of that. I've been watching a lot more stuff on Twitch while gaming and that, which has been nice. Uh, yep. Which we really need to be. We really need to get back onto Twitch, guys. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm set up again to do it with any console now because I was uh, I was trying to get the wiring correct to because I've got so much fucking wires. But we should get back on, and now uh, that I've got some Twitch like layouts and themes and stuff, we can uh, we can do you it while what? in quarantine. Yeah, do you know what the uh, Twitch TV slash patches in gaming? Uh, link is here. It's uh, twitch.tv pat, uh, forward slash patches in gaming. Oh, you nearly messed up. I, I nearly <laughs> messed up. After Dom just gave it to you, you almost got it wrong. Yeah, that, that was what was in my head. I always psyched myself out. I was like, oh, Dom said it correct. We were, actually gonna, we were actually going to do some the other night. Going to play yeah. that moving out game. And then, you know, this uh, very clearly centred towards co-op game, which is released during a quarantine period, is only local co-op. Great idea. Yeah, it's not a great time for that. What? I was I was thinking we could play Streets of Rage four on Twitch. Yep. That's yep. online. I think that's a good shoot. Yeah, uh, I'll just I can get it set up and we'll probably play it tomorrow or whenever you user ready to go. We obviously yep. have to test it thoroughly because my Elgato sometimes just goes, I have no idea what you've plugged into me and <laughs> <laughs> I I can't work. Yeah, so. it's like whoops. Uh, well, you'll be happy to hear here that I'll be getting my Ergato soon. Oh, nice, nice. So then there's be two places I'll be getting. Uh, hopefully, they'll be listening to us and give us a wee sponsorship deal. <laughs> Elgato. Yeah, I'm sure they definitely yeah. listen to us, yeah. Yep, and uh, we'll be using Streamlabs as well, because that's affiliation with them, maybe. Hmm? I think, I think <laughs> just I was... try to get all these sponsorships and just <laughs> name dropping like hell no. Well, like, as Hamish turns his beer towards the label. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I am mean, just uh, enjoying this delicious Amstel beer. It's so refreshing during this quarantine. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm outside. 
but yeah. So uh, why did they call an Elgato an Elgato? Why did they name it after a cat in Spanish? Yeah, I don't know. Because um, it's quick with its feet. No, like Dom, yeah, I mean, you Dom could, that you answer. Could, uh, you could you could make adverts for them, man. You definitely need a sponsorship. <laughs> so, is that all your quarantine stories for this couple of weeks? Since we've not been on for almost what four weeks, nearly. Ross has obviously just been like taking care of his large family. He got a, a big swab up the nose. He had to actually go for a test in the quarantine up the stairs and stuff like that. And I think it was like three days or something like that. He had to just stay upstairs in the bedroom. It was like I just imagine Danny, like as soon as he found out it, it was negative, like right, okay, your turn. I'm staying in bed for three days. You can go and take care of the kids. <laughs> yeah, just throw throw him the youngest and go bye. <laughs> uh, it must be stressful this time. Um, but we'll hear from him and his moans at a later date. Uh, for moans. <laughs> yeah, moans and groans and stories, stories for days. Like we'll have to edit them down. As for weeks. <laughs> for myself, I had to try and keep busy because obviously doing nothing, working from home. I decided to decorate, but I went full throttle with it. Did nearly every room in the house. Yep. Um, moved the games room into a larger room because I just was running out of space, and Sinead was sick of sharing her room with stuff, things uh, things she didn't want in her room when she was going to sleep, like large bookcases full of just games and you know, consoles and stuff, so she's now got a bedroom where she can relax and I've now got a games room that's vast and full of shit spacious <laughs> spacious, eh? but it's got more it, space to put more stuff basically, pretty much it looks, ni- <laughs> it looks nicer now though like, and it does actually, it, like do you know the worst thing? See the big CRT TV I've got, like for playing light gun games and retro games. The thing that weighs about fifty ton. Aye. Yes. Now I get Jason to lift this for me. What for obvious reasons? Because it's about fifty kilos, sixty kilos, but it's it's also like unbalanced. Like it's all on one side. Like the glass yeah. is so heavy. So I had to try and dead like like try and lift it, deadlift it from something on onto something higher, and. I was like, well, if I die, I die. I'm just gonna have to. I've I've set my my goal for today. Like my my actual fitness tracker that I wear. Thought I was doing workouts just because I was moving things from room to room and stuff. And I was like, if this is a, if this Maybe is like how hard it is to work out. Must be like thinking of the strong man, you know? Like see when they move the big cement spears onto the like the center box. I felt like the mountain. How the mountain today just broke that um, deadlift record. I feel yeah. like the mountain. I just put it on the, the unit, and then I walked away with my arms in the air, like, "Yeah, I won." And then she never. Like, my, like, my, my back has been killing me, like quite a lot recently, just from carrying this fucking podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's you, son of a bitch. Carrying it, carrying the podcast. Oh yeah, we all know it. <laughs> all of our all of our listener is uh, nodding his head in agreement right now. Ross is sitting there laughing. <laughs> Ross is laughing at the moment. <laughs> Danny, Danny won't listen to this one because Ross isn't in it. And if she does, she has to message us. Hi, Danny. Uh, get, get your insults about Danny out now, then. <laughs> oh, yeah, so she's lovely. Um, uh, you're too smart for that. <laughs> <laughs> So when this is over, guys, you can actually come over and there's a lot more space to, to do activities. We can do some nah, activities. Oh, no, not you, Hamish, not you. 
that's all the quarantine stories we have, and they're as entertaining as normal. Like, we've been in the house a lot. So, so not. Yeah. So, we'll get on to some, uh, what we've been playing. So, Dom, you want to let us know what you've been playing the last yep. four weeks? Last four weeks, obviously, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, just uh, brushing off half mode from that. Oh. Uh, nearly done, quite close for that. The boss battles are, like, crazy hard. Like, the majority of the game, like, you can actually complete quite quickly. Uh, but the actual bosses, like, say, like, the Hell House fight, it's just killer. Yeah, because it's all, like, you can't use items and you have to buff yeah. certain buffs you have to use and yeah, stuff like that. MP doesn't re uh, doesn't get uh, built up when you rest as well, it's just your HP. So you've got to go through a whole mission without doing that. It was, it's killer. But it's still fun. Oh, um, yeah. But even when you play the game, you do notice, like, the issues that people did have with the game. But I still love it. Love the soundtrack. Love everything about the game. Uh, still playing Animal Crossing. They had their May Day event on, which was interesting. Uh, I may have ballsed it up because I had no idea what I was doing. As you know, I'm a brilliant Animal Crossing player. <laughs> yeah. I'm not at this game. Well, we would have um, known, but <laughs> uh, but I ended up messing up like the May Day activity that you only get to do once, and I was like, oh well, I guess I'm not very good at this then, and just went. Ahead. <laughs> Wait for next year, mate. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Um, I have also been. I started uh, Yakuza Zero because that's on the Game Pass. A uh, great game. Uh, starting starting from Z, uh, starting from the prequel sort of game that released from there. Yeah. Uh, brilliantly voice acted. Amazing uh, games. Like brilliant. Like, again, I everyone should play them. I've probably said this before. My brother's a big fan of them, and I would just sit and watch him play it for ages. And then in the last couple, just any time I seen him playing, it was all mini games. So I never got a chance to really play the, the actual uh, fighting mechanics for it. It was usually like him doing like the box car racing or singing in the karaoke or doing like the dafty things like that, not actually playing the, the story for the fighting. Those um, things aren't daft, Tom. And <laughs> they make them. They make the game. They're very um, serious. And I've also been playing uh, Streets of Rage 4 and enjoying the, the hell out of that. Uh, one of the craziest things that they sat on that property for so long and didn't do anything. Yeah, this is... Um, 20 years, I think it's 20 plus years. 26 years, I think. There was no Streets of Rage. Oh. There was one mate come out for the Dreamcast, but then I got turned into Fighting Force because yep. Sega weren't happy with it. But... I don't like there were so many uh, developers for this. Like there was like four or five developers because like the Xbox version is different from the PS4 version, very mm. slightly. Like I think it's like options and stuff like. That. Like there was different. There, there was ports. a patch that printed today, so I think like the, the for the video options on the Xbox. Yeah, I think so. Uh, right, okay. I mean, that's that's good as long as they came out uh, almost similar. But like this is just a weird one because it's such a big name in gaming and they haven't released anything in 26 years and then some indie or some smaller studios have to take it upon themselves to make it but it's the same like happens generally when you do games like that like Sonic had that issue and then Sonic Mania came out and people realised that yeah maybe you can still make money off of this and all it, all it did was like, a fresh coat of paint for this but the soundtrack yeah. is really good in this game like that's the first thing I noticed they got like a collection of composers uh, I know we'll go much deeper into this in our podcast but like it's like they got the original uh, composer to come back for a couple of songs and then they got some other guys to come in like famous composers to come in yeah and like suppose it's really really good uh, I've not played it myself yet but 
I'm hoping to get into it this week. Uh, Hamish, what about yourself, man? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I gave Gears of War Tactics a wee shot, and it's, I mean, I'm really enjoying it. But the annoying thing is, it's it's on Game Pass, but it's on Game Pass for PC only. And the reason it's annoying is, like, fair enough, if game is PC only, but literally, like, as soon as you look at the controls and the options, it's the like box controller. Yeah, gamepad controls, and it's like so clearly they are able to play it on a gamepad. So you know, I don't know if they're planning a port down the line or anything like that, but yeah, it's kind of weird that they would only put it on the PC. Um, Jenga to attract on. PC players to the Game Pass. I mean, most games that are on Game Pass PC are on Game Pass Xbox, and you know. Any game on Game Pass Xbox that can be played on a PC is also on that. So I don't think so, really. You think for a huge franchise like Years of War, they would, you know, expose it to as much yeah. of an audience as they could. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, but I'm enjoying it. It's like, I mean, if, if anyone's played like XCOM or anything like that, those kind of turn-based games, um, they'll they'll enjoy it. It's good seeing a fresh take on the gears. You know franchise obviously it's not like a third person shooter like most of it well kind of running gun whatever you would call them uh, cover shooter thing even though it still uses the same you know like properties of uh, a Gears of War game like you you should get cover so that when enemies are shooting at you they have got less chance of hitting you and stuff like that um, yeah All right. so, so and uh, Interesting original story and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. So is it better yeah. than Gears Pop? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to give that a try as well on my PC because quite like tactical games. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun and there's you know, like quite a quite a depth to it as well. You get different recruits that have the different types of people, and then there's you can upgrade your equipment and stuff like that with that have. You know pros and cons and stuff like that. You have a skill tree. You can go like each type can go one of four ways and stuff like that. So you really need to, in the later levels, put a bit of thought into it. You know, it is a strategy game, as a so you know you do actually need to think about what you're doing and stuff like that. But the the visuals are really good as well. You've still got all the same animations. You can you know cut them up with a, a chainsaw and stuff like that, and or you can run into them with like a retro. Uh, retro lancer, retro lancer, yeah, stuff like that. So, the you know it looks really good and stuff like that. If you've got a PC that can play to that level, so I I, I definitely recommend it for fans of games like XCOM and stuff like that. They have um, a high spec on it. You don't need to have Just massively saying. high spec. Like obviously, the the higher you've got it, the better on look. Um, my desktop PC isn't great. It's it's quite old, but it runs it fine. It doesn't look. I mean, it's not like playing Gears 5 on your Xbox One X or anything like that, obviously, but, I mean, it's passable. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's good Just fun. Like passable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've also finally got around to playing a game that I've wanted to play for a good long time. Uh, Trover Saves the Universe. A Dan Ramen game? Uh, it's Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland, sorry. That, yeah. Yeah, the, the other half of the Rick and Morty guys. Um... But you know what? Like, it's it's just Rick and Morty humor, just all over the place. But it's it's weird. It feels like it feels like an episode 
but you also get the behind the scenes and you also get the extra features because you can obviously in a TV show like Rick and Morty you see what you want to see and then well, what they want you to see and then it moves on whereas you can do your own thing to an extent in a video game so there'll be a bit where you'll you'll speak to an NPC and stuff like that and then they'll you know basically finish their spiel that you need to hear and then if you stand about they've got this extra dialogue and it's like uh, hey man what, what are you doing still here like and you know typical Rick and Morty fashion and stuff like that um, so there's it feels like you're finding all these wee easter eggs and stuff like that so they, they've obviously meticulously crafted this game with all of these different kind of there's in like are you, sort of like for it, yeah. so. are you playing it on VR or are you just playing the normal version? of course in VR mate definitely in VR it's it's interesting like I actually played it for like 5 minutes not in VR just on the, the screen and I was like it doesn't feel right at all because no. you're you're basically the story is like you're I can't remember the name of it but you're this race that's always sitting in a chair and that's their way of making you like you know sit in a chair playing VR and you control Trover uh, and you know you you make a move to like these new warp points and then that's when you move your chair and stuff like that but basically kind of the main part of it is top down perspective well uh, you, you get like a a power up that makes you go up and down and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's quite an interesting and quite unique style. But it's yeah. it's like it's it, like you're looking at everything, like as an open world. Yeah, like, uh, it's it's, it's like not like you're first person up. yeah, uh, you're you're not first person through Trover but it's not third person either. It's you know like you say, you're looking at the environment. Yeah. Um and again like very Rick and Morty humour. Any Rick and Morty fan I think would really enjoy it. It's uh, I've not played the load of it like only a few hours or something like that, but it's it's a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying it. So to any Rick and Morty fans listening, absolutely recommend that. Justin Rowland's got a few games, doesn't he? Or is that or he's got a few yeah, games yeah. in the works? Yeah, he keeps like he seems like he's doing a like, a lot of uh, writing credit or voice acting at least from what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah because, like, he's got the he's he's they've got the I don't know if it's just Justin Rowland. Or if it's the two of them, but the Squanch Games uh, company. But there's a, a TV show that's coming from them as well, isn't there? Like from I remember seeing a trailer saying about E4 having like that ruder version of like The Simpsons, but done with like the same guys. But oh, it might be something completely different. Well, he's uh, uh, Dan Ham's super again, busy. Yeah. It, it kind of like a lot of people were complaining because they were like, just make more Rick and Morty. We don't want extra stuff. We just. <laughs> Give me a Rick and Morty, but I mean that's coming back soon. This was the fourth or something like that. So yes, two days from now, or the fifth, or yeah. I'll never. So, I mean, there's going to be more of that soon anyway. I'll never get the whole split season thing. I'm sure mm. that's like an Americanism, but like, if you release a season, release the full season, please. Nah. Yeah, a lot of American shows do that. Like, like season season five A and then five B, and it's like, just give me season five, mate. Like, just, uh, just follow that season five. Like, I don't even mind waiting, but. <laughs> would, you, would you recommend playing it then? Oh, definitely. If you're a Rick and Morty fan, then absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's so Rick and Morty that I think you probably need to be a fan of Rick and Morty to enjoy it. Yeah. Not that anyone could, you know, they might play it and never have seen Rick and Morty and enjoy that humour anyway, but 
I don't see many people buying and playing this that haven't heard of Rick and Morty or you know yeah, don't enjoy it Rick makes and Morty. Sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense if yeah, massive anti Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon's humour. Especially Justin yeah. Roiland's like um improvising. Like he constantly yeah, like improvises. So much of this you can just hear and you just think that's so improvised. Like just the the way that the sentence is gonna flow. Yeah, like not like drag on in a you know, in a bad way. He doesn't know what he's saying. Just just those one on sentences he does. Where yeah. he's just adding these things, but it's still funny. You know, I mean, he has a knack for it, so it's good to do that improv. Improv. Well, you've been playing lately, Hugh. Um, I'm been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Completed that, and uh, I didn't go back to it because I want to give it a bit of time between this playthrough and my hard playthrough. Because I kind of I went through it too quickly and <laughs> kind of annoyed myself. I played it. Uh, two or three sittings I think it was three sittings and completed it and I was like oh I've just ruined myself for Final Fantasy 7 like so I'm going to get that a couple of weeks or a couple of months and go back and play hard mode and see if I can complete it uh, then I, I jumped almost straight on to Final Fantasy 13 because that's another game I hadn't played in the series because it had such a bad reputation And but that's with the is that the PS4 edition? it's the Xbox One X edition so you have the speed up mode and stuff like that? No, no, no. Uh, for Final Fantasy Thirteen, yeah, there's no speed up mode in it. It's just got it's higher quality. Oh, that's textures right. and cutscenes yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So it's that's that's really good. Like it's it looks super nice. It looks like a uh, a game that's been out in the last couple of years. Yeah. because like God like is that game. It was all compressed. Uh, all compressed with the cutscenes and that. Yeah, yeah. So so again, it's it, Final Fantasy Hallway. It always get called. Yeah. It's quite a boring game. I'm like seven or eight hours in, and like, see fighting the summons or yeah. Aliadons or whatever they call them in this game. That is awful. And then I'm at, I'm at a big boss right now, some big giant um, plant. And it, like, from Rocky Horror's up picture show. Yeah, and it's just not fun. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just not I a was, fun game. I was not a big fan of it. I really wasn't. Like, there's no like I can't like my guys keep getting beat off this boss. So what I would usually do in an RPG is go away and grind until I can beat the boss. But yeah. You can't grind in this game. Like they keep locking away the progression. Yep. You uh, you don't level up until we say you level up. So you yeah. can't go in any sort of like advantage. You're always sitting at a disadvantage. So what's the point in leveling up at all? Yeah. Why not just give me? give me certain skills at certain times yeah. but Final Fantasy 13 nah I'm not enjoying it yeah, I didn't enjoy playing it I played it maybe a couple of hours and then I was like yeah I'm, I'm kind of burnt off Final Fantasy you know it's stupid a lot of the research I've done in it has said that 13-2 and Lightning Returns like the second and third in the trilogy they are actually a lot better like the combat's so much better like they refined it but I don't know if I'll get to them but uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, and then I kind of stopped playing games because I had to put everything away to do all this housework moving stuff around but like I, I set up a lot of stuff in my, my games room all my retro stuff I'm wanting to play again so next time next time I'll have I'll have more games alright moving on from games Ooh. we're going to talk about some films TV shows I've been watching Hamish what have you been watching mate? well I think 
as far as movies go, I must be having like Guardians of the Galaxy withdrawal symptoms because I never realised this until I'd seen both of them. But I watched a couple of films with uh, a couple of the the Guardians in them. I watched Bloodshot, which has got Vin Diesel, uh, obviously Groot, and I watched My Spy, which has got Batista and Drax in it. <laughs> um, Bloodshot was okay. Like it felt like it should have came out. 20 years ago, I felt like a 2000s like, like superhero Orbit. movie, like uh, like kind of like, like uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil. I had that kind of vibe to me. Too I mean, fun. there was nothing, uh, there was nothing really wrong with it or anything like that, but it just felt I don't know dated in a way. Like, yeah. um, do you remember Babylon AD? That was an Avengers film that came out. I remember starting time. it. Never finished it. I just I put that. I tried watching that a couple of times and I just turned off. I was just like. Nah, I had a I'm cool song at the beginning, and that was it. Like yeah. that was the only thing I remember. But he, he, if he doesn't do a franchise film, he does a bad film. That's Vin Diesel. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, no, like it was alright, and I've I've never read the comics of Bloodshot, so I didn't really know what to expect and stuff like that. It was quite an interesting kind of twist in it, which I won't I won't spoil because it's fairly recent film. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be out in the cinema and they've just released it to video on demand. Yeah, which a lot of things are doing these days, obviously. But I mean, it was alright, but just don't go into it expecting a, a pure blockbuster, amazing film. Uh, the, Vin Diesel's acting was actually surprisingly good in this. Not to say he's a bad actor, but he can be a bit one-dimensional. But there's a scene at the very start, he's tied to a chair, that's all I'll say. And... Uh, you know, he was, he was very convincing. Like, he actually had a really good scene. And that's, you know, that kind of piqued my interest. And then, I don't know, I just had this feeling that I couldn't shake. I was just like, this film's too late. Like, yeah. we, we can we can do better now. You know what I mean? <laughs> up, up your um, game, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I watched My Spy, which is like, Batista's a, I think he's FBI. He's meant to be a, a spy after being a, like in the army or in the forces or something like that for, for years and years. It's, it's a comedy. Basically, he ends up teaming up with this young kid who has a knack for like spy work, hacking into stuff and sneaking into places and stuff like that. I was not expecting much from this film at all, yeah. but it's actually really well written. Like some of the jokes, especially with the the wee lassie. I can't remember the actress's name, but see some of the things that she says just pure savage and like and they even like notice it in the film like it's Batista and Kristen Schaal and they're just like damn <laughs> <laughs> I'm like did they really make a kid say that like uh, it's... Chloe Coleman her name is yeah right cool yeah <laughs> I, I mean she's probably got a good career ahead of her because she's a good wee actor um, and it, it was surprisingly funny surprisingly good because like I say, I didn't go in expecting much at all. I was just like, yeah, was, it's, a, it's a paycheck yeah. for Batista. Yeah, the, the trailers that I was like, ah, that kind of looks like the Stubborn kind of style. And I was like, and I was like, ah, Stubborn was okay. Right, I've been watching Banshee. And this is a show I've wanted to watch for a while. And if, well, you guys obviously, you've seen The Boys. Yes. Right, so the guy that plays Homelander, Tony Starr, Anthony Starr, he is basically... He's a, a convict who gets out of jail after 15 years, and he tracks down his ex-partner. He's his ex-partner and his ex-partner. Oh, right. Girlfriend and 
person he, he used to be a criminal with. Um, but as he gets to this town, Banshee, he there's there's like a altercation when he's in the pub, and the new sheriff, who no one's met yet, dies. So he decides to take over his identity. So he's acting as the sheriff, but still doing all this illegal shit, like behind everyone's back. Um, it's definitely as brutal as the boys. So if you're a fan of the boys, like from a, a violence perspective, like it's it doesn't you know skip any beats, man. It's it's uh, there's actually some really good MMA in it, like good uh, triangle chokes and arm bars, and you know consistently throughout it. Yeah, but it's it's one of those shows like I'll be working the next day at like I'll need to get up at six to go to work for seven, and it'll be like three in the morning, and I'm just like. Mm, one more episode. One more episode. It's just so Moorish. I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's brilliant. There's only, I think it's only like three seasons, and then there was like a Banshee's Origins thing, which is like a prequel. So it, it's all done now. Which oh, right, cool. I like. I like the shows because it's like, I don't need to watch it, get invested, and then wait a year to see more of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that that sucks. Yeah, but but for fans of like adult shows, uh, like absolutely ten out of ten recommend it. It's brilliant. Nice. Yeah, I've never heard of that, so I'm going to put that on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. I think you should. Right, Dan, have you uh, been watching anything? Or... Oh, mate, I've been watching the greatest trilogy of all time. It's called the Mighty Ducks trilogy. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, but do you think it's the best trilogy of all time, Hugh? Uh, I was, because I know how much you love Star Wars. Never back down, one, two, and three. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I've never actually seen the third one. Never back down. Is there a third one? I thought you were kidding. Me. Yeah, Michael J. White kind of took over the like the first one was like uh, my little sister called it Step Up for Boys. It's like yeah. all the da- the dance films. This was yeah. an MMA film for guys. Like it had all the same montages and stuff. Same. The, se- the second and third one were more like uh, Michael J. White action films that are very very different. I'm gonna have to say, guys, the best trilogy of all time is probably. Back to the Future. Oh no! Don't give a real answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Lord of Rings. Twilight. You could have said that's not true. Ah, Twilight. There's a lot more in threes, isn't it? Yeah, there is a like lot. Five or something. I watched um, that Cosmonaut picture show. Like watch along. Yeah, you sent me that man. That I was pissed myself. No, like, I watched that. Before. That guy was funny, man. I have. Um, I've never seen the full Twilight film because it was ter- like I thought it was a terrible story and terrible film. But they broke down all the stupid parts of it, and I was like, yeah, why? Why does he always act like she smells like shit in Twilight? Like he's always like moving his nose away and like. Ah, it's just strange. Oh, man, it's just a strange show. You should watch it though. Watch that video. So, so, so Mighty Ducks, Tom. <laughs> yeah, the Mighty Ducks, obviously the greatest sports movie of all time. Nothing can top that, right? Uh, <laughs> so it was basically like it was on uh, Disney Plus, and they just came up, and uh, me and Jason just sat and uh, watched like one every night. Um, yeah, so I felt they got better. As it went on, which is strange because I always remember going, nah, the first one and then the second one is okay, but never like you know. I think the never... second one's excellent. Like, yeah. well, that was the one I saw the most. Yeah, like again, that's what Jason was saying as well. I was like, yeah, that was like the big one where it was like uh, 
playing for for America. And then, An like, evil Icelandic team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were like and played in black and they were the bad yeah. guys. Oh, it's like, so like it's such a Disney-esque movie though as well. It's like definitely nineties with Paul Shore references and that as well. Where you yes. Like over there, and you're like, oh man, not Paulie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio Estevez as well, man. Like you're like, oh man, you just, oh, just right. look like Martin Sheen and Gordon Bombay. Martin he Sheen, plays, doesn't he? Yeah, like it's he's coachman, and then there's like all the references, like you always forget. Like uh, so, there's an episode of South Park where Stan takes over a PV team, right? Uh, and right at the end of his book, like you know, it's basically the same sort of montage where you know they'll, they'll get like someone to come in and play to get Ike, Kyle's brother, to like, be the lead Canadian to score all the goals but there's a peewee hockey team for like you know what four or five year olds so they're all you know hitting like tiny wee bits and falling over, falling about the place so at the end of the Mighty Ducks you know like when they, they win they're all doing the big celebration and it's like oh they, they do the the hug with the trophy and stuff like that uh, in South Park do it, but it was like the PB team was supposed to show up, didn't show up, and the the actual full hockey team goes, you know what, guys, we'll play with the PB guys, and you go, all right, okay, you think they're going to be normal, but no, they actually play them in pure bamming against the wall. These wee kids, <laughs> and all flying like that, and then they do the ending, but it's them all people, yeah, we beat these kids, yeah, <laughs> and stand standing like what, but they do shot for shot the exact same ending. As really? Yeah, with I didn't PB, know that was an reference. Yeah, with We Are The Champions playing behind it as well. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, this is... <laughs> That's the only reason I know that song, is then The Mighty Ducks too. It's it's great. Honestly, like... Um, uh, but as I said, like, you know, the, the movies, got, I felt, got better. And Emilio Estevez kind of took a step back a lot more in the movies. Yeah. Like, there's like Goldberg, everyone remembers, like, a keeper, you know, just... Yeah, you know, back keeper. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, all the way up to, like, the D3 one where Emilio Estevez shows up and then is away from most of the movie and comes back at the end. Yeah, you know, they go to school in the third one, don't they? Yeah, private school and stuff. They like go that. to a private school, right? And then I think the third one, I didn't like the third one as much as the second and the first one, but I think that's just Disney movies in general. Like, they start running out of ideas and it goes to the tried and true, send them to high school and we'll do, like, high school pranks. But uh, Conway that's in it, like, I didn't know until see, like, uh, the third movie that he was, uh, what's his name from fucking Dawson's Creek? Um, One of the Dawson's Creek. Like, ah, that guy looks pure, not Dawson, the other guy, it's not, but I don't watch Dawson's Creek. So Creek? I don't, I I don't yeah. watch Dawson's Creek. Uh, <laughs> Creek. It wasn't Dawson, it wasn't Creek. Uh, but I was like, that guy looks so familiar. And then there was another one of the evil teams that turned out to be one of the main characters in Supernatural as well. Oh, really? like, yeah, a lot of them had like the starting, you know, their acting chops in these movies. Uh, but yeah, the third one actually legit made me laugh a good couple of times, which is crazy. Like the second one where they had like the two, uh, the two goons, basically the guys that were like, oh, we're like brothers now. The Bashing brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Jason, so, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so the the end of like this one, like. He's like he's not in the entire movie, and then comes in like Emilio Estevez. They're like, "Yeah, man, we're back together. The Blood Passion Brothers are back." Me and Jason kill it, laughing. If you're like, "Yeah," <laughs> watch it. Like, I was so into the Mighty Ducks in the nineties. I got my mum and dad to buy me a hockey stick and rollerblades. 
like for, and, how, and how long did you uh, use oh, yeah, them for? I used them for until I grew out of my rollerblades but uh, like hockey was never a sport I was into until I watched that film one time I was like I want to play hockey I want to be a mighty duck because <laughs> yeah. we never really quack, went ice skating quack quack, quack. Oh, that, that is the manliest of chance quack oh, quack so and then yeah. they've got special moves as well oh they do the trick shots that Keenan Keenan had the knuckle puck didn't he yep did you, did you ever watch this game no nope I was too busy oh. like being cool what were you doing drinking <laughs> sparking Watching angels sparking cans mate um, but yeah, like because uh, it was on Disney Plus as well, I got to watch uh, all of them and have it and reminisce about the simpler things in the nineties where everything just seemed to be uber cool and turbo fast and thick <laughs> and you know all these like oh man check that bro whoa <laughs> like, yeah, uh, I might give like, them a watch again as well because I think I've locked them yeah uh, ninety two all the way to ninety six and then they've not really done anything else with the ducks since then. No. Um, but I wanted a jersey right after it. <laughs> I think I had one of those jerseys, the the white one with the duck bill in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think oh. I had one of those. Um, but um, I also watched um, uh, George of the Jungle as well. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's right, that's a Disney movie. So I sat and watched that. And I used to watch that movie like crazy and forgot John Cleese was like the ape name ape as well. Really? His. Yeah. I forgot that as well. I've yeah, seen that film yeah. lots. And the narrator always like you know breaking the fourth wall with that as well and good good faith and Brendan Fraser just being Brendan Fraser super before, ripped like, yeah before the divorce and like you know oh <laughs> uh, life got life got too much for him but that was that was nice to watch that and uh, reminisce with him uh, but apart from that man yeah just good old classics watching the, watching the Simpsons catching up with all of them uh, end of the May they're going to be uh, we fixing all the ratio. I think we said that the last time, but that's um, that's all I've been up to. What about yourself, you? Cool. Well, I watched the Simpsons movie. Actually, oh, one night, me and Sinead just sat and watched it because uh, I won't watch the the TV show. It hurts my eyes, like the the filter they put on it, like because it makes the lines. Yeah, yeah. It makes the lines vibrate, and it's just weird. The movie's excellent, actually. It's better, a lot better than I remember it being. Uh, it's just so funny. It's so Simpsons. It was good Simpsons. Yeah, it was, and it was like the last hurrah of the Simpsons. Yeah. Even though it's still going to this day, that was probably the last good thing the Simpsons ever did. But yeah. you should probably watch it again if you haven't watched it in ages, because it's better than you remember it being. Also, it's very irrelevant with its quarantine in Springfield. <laughs> Yeah, so that was excellent. I've also been uh, weaving it up, Dom. Oh. Weaving it up. I watched... Hamish has left the chat. I watched two animes that I recommend everybody watch because they're actually so good. I watched uh, Promised Neverland. You ever heard of that? Yeah, I have indeed, man. Um, what was... Uh, it's, you, I'm, you, I'm sure you mentioned it to me. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, what? It's a sh- it's a shonen, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a weird one. So it's not like about shonen. It's usually about like powerful characters like Naruto and Dragon Ball and stuff like that. But this one's like kids are living in an orphanage with uh, someone called they call this woman mother, 
Like there's like thirty kids in an orphanage called this woman mother. They've never been outside the orphanage grounds. Um, they're all quite well. The, the main characters are all quite clever, and they're about eleven, uh, ten, eleven, and the rest of the kids are a lot younger. And every now and then, one of the kids gets adopted and gets taken away. And you never see them again. Yeah. So, well, the kids, the kids follow them one time and find out that what it is is the orphanage is a farm. And they're being farmed by this other species, to become smart, because if they eat smart kids, it's they yeah, get sm- it's it's like better meat. They grade them like meat. Yeah. Like it's like premium high quality and stuff like that and then you have to like the series is about following how they try and come to terms with that and escape really good it's really well made and the story is super tense yeah for a shonen as well man it's really strange for a shonen because there's no super badass shooting laser out his hands or his eyes or anything like that it's not yet no, no, no. we'll get that we'll get you hooked into it the other anime yeah, I watched was uh, ReZero. I told you to watch this one as well. It's ReZero yeah. s- starting again in another life. Yeah. P- only power is that he can come back from the dead at certain points. It's like, it's like almost like uh, respawning. They don't explain it like that, but that's what it is. It's really I good. I mean, it's basically like uh, live, die, repeat. Uh, sort yeah. of, uh, but the, but de- I mean, the like deaths are much more impactful on him. Yeah. Like, and like, so it becomes a thing where he's like, I don't want to die because it's so painful and, like yeah. stuff Even like that yeah and then like his interactions with people keep getting reset so like any connection he's built with a person gets reset and that's tough for someone because they're like oh we were friends and they're like I don't I don't know who you are yeah. like so uh, the second season is coming out in July the first season came out in 2016 but I watched like a director's cut that we got released in January like on, as a build up to the second season it's really fucking good like awesome uh, it's really good you should watch it, Dom. Yeah. I know Hamish yeah. will never watch it, so you should watch it, Dom. Yeah. And that That's interesting. I mean, I did, I did like that lived out repeat. I loved that actually. Yeah. Like, well, they both come this. They come from the same uh, origins. Like in Japan, they don't have young adult novels. They have light novels, which are like a lot shorter. Uh, Short so, stories. So they both came from light novel series, lived out repeat, and re zero. They both have the same kind of idea. But really good. Awesome. Looking forward to that second season. <laughs> Guys, it's time for the news. News time. News. You really expecting us to get excited over that one? Yes. <laughs> try try to up this. Try to get this, this banging energy. Because it's Saturday night. Um, Here's the news. Woo. <laughs> it's a bit of a downer straight away. Um, the Last of Us Two leaks leaks by a supposedly supposed Naughty Dog supposedly. former employee, but Sony and Naughty Dog have said this person didn't work for Naughty Dog. I don't know who to believe. Well, um, so it's either the the empl- a disgruntled employee because of Naughty Dog's uh, situation of crunch, yes, overworked employees, and withholding the game which they easily could release to stop giving them any sort of uh, financial gain during this hardship or yeah. that Tony's security is that inept that anyone could go in that has any experience with development could go in and take footage from a game that's supposed to be you know 
NDA or not even it was what even didn't have a release date for it. They had one, they pushed it back until indefinite, didn't they? Yeah. So it's either well, another, another security problem from Sony or it's a disgruntled employee because of what's happened with Naughty Dog, so it doesn't look good for either or <laughs> it's been a bit of a shit show the whole time. Like I think initially the game was uh, meant to be released February twenty one. Yep. First and then that got pushed back to twenty ninth of May and then it was a uh, Neil Druckmann, the director, you know, said they wanted to improve the quality basically over getting out too soon. And then the, from the coronavirus stuff that's going on, it was delayed again to like early April or something like that. What they said it was delayed indefinite. That was the word they came out with. It was right. like we'd, when it's coming out. When yeah, they were going to wait. So but obviously that's... now, after all this shit, it's June 19th. Oh, no, like, oh, we can release that. Uh, and you're like... Right, supposedly the story is also that the employees went to the higher-ups of Naughty Dog and said, we want that bonus you get when the game is released. Because they underpay... This is a weird thing. They underpay developers while it's in development, but when the game releases and sells, which this game is going to do, it's going to sell a lot, they get a big bonus. All of those people had planned for that bonus, obviously for the March date but then they said it's delayed indefinitely so those people are like look we've got bills to pay and plans and stuff we want that money now and that's yeah and they can't work and this is supposedly the retribution of that some person for that see what I don't get is like see when you say like they were underpaid like surely there's some kind of minimum wage salary type thing or or is everyone on an internship there. No, but like if if the going rate for a developer is eighty grand a year and you're paid sixty or fifty, you're underpaid. But they can also say you will make more in bonuses, and that's what they mean by that. Like, so if you're paid fifty grand a year, but yeah, and then, I mean, you potentially enough. Up. I mean, that's up. That's down to the people that accepted the job. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same way any like actor or something like that. They don't take a salary, and then they might take points on the box office. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, but like. These are Naughty Dog is a huge AAA company funded, helped by Sony. So and these employees don't make the decision on when the game gets released, and it's their hard work that make the game. So they should be rewarded for it. It's not. It's not. You know, Neil Druckmann's right and stuff. I'm sure he works hard, but there's hundreds of people also working very, very hard on this game that deserve deserve their fair share of pay. You see um, that the. Sorry, Tom. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, 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 oh, sorry, sorry, Hamish, hey, go first. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, the decision to withhold that as well, with like obviously, has been discussed with uh, a lot of things that happened. See, when Rockstar were all told about the the crunch times, Naughty Dog were obviously a lot of people came out and spoke against them, and they basically dismissed quite a lot of the criticism. Went, oh, it's just a disgruntled employee or. It was someone that used to work for us, or has no affiliation with us. So, when you have you hear all these things about, you know, when Sony and that come out with that joint statement to say that it was it was a rogue person that's done that. It's nothing to do with a disgruntled employee. Everyone is happy at a Disney World. Ha ha ha. That sort of. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, I mean, it doesn't. They are, they are, I see what, what big difference it makes. You know what I mean? Like whether it's a disgruntled employee or someone yeah. just making it up. Like it brings scrutiny to the. You know the workings of the 
company and the product itself and if there is smoke then there's fire you know what i mean like if it also it, i think the thing is as well it doesn't help of what happens in the game that's why a lot of people are not happy with it again we're not going to go into spoilers about it yeah i think we all have different I ideas myself and Hugh know about it uh, but mine was just out of curiosity for it through another podcast i listened to that said you know they couldn't believe it and they're quite a lot like me they're quite you know split down the middle let's like hear everything for it but when i heard what happened and uh what had been leaked and what you know what was seen what was described it was very it's it's strange that's all i would say for it that this is the direction you want to go and i mean i can completely understand but that's not what i would do um when you saw these spoilers did you did you realize like fairly earlier on at spoilers and continue reading or did you know uh, so the spoilers came out i think i put it on the chat like we were discussing earlier that um they came out with a release date and i even mentioned saying oh that's because of the spoilers that happened a couple hours ago um but i mean like did you did you read all of them or like yeah, i read i read all of them because of the reaction that i heard from someone uh, that's quite similar to me music uh, games taste wise uh, and he was his missus was reading it live on Twitch, not live out loud, but live to herself. And right. she was like, "Oh no, oh no," doing that. So he was like, oh, "It can't be that." But so his curiosity is like, "Like no, it can't be that bad." And then he read it, and he had the exact same reaction to it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "That's raised my curiosity." <laughs> so let me just go and dig uh, in deep for it. And I mean, because I, I was going to say was like. Apparently the digital download is going to be minimum 100 gig, so yeah. that's a lot of game. So, you know, if you were to read spoilers, surely, you know, there's not one twist in the game. You know, you must realise that you're reading spoilers pretty early on, you know there's, I mean? uh, and then they will stop. Well. There's lots of screen grabs that people would be were posting on Twitter immediately for it. Yeah, so but what I mean is, like, as soon as you see one, you you look away, you click off of that, you know. Oh, yeah, like, you would you would try, but this is the internet where remember when uh, the Infinity, uh, sorry, Endgame came out, that there was a gift of that lassie that was just standing there, and you'd click it, and it was it only start clicking and fan and it was no, like uh, Endgame. So I'm like, the internet's going to troll you, no matter what. Yeah. No, so of course. Yeah. So it's. But, what I'm really trying to say is, like, you know, it, it, it can't, they can't spoil all of it unless you read all of it, unless you specifically oh, yeah, want yeah, yeah. all of it to be, you know, revealed Spoiled. to you. So yeah. even if, you know, anyone listening has had, you know, one or two twists revealed or key story points, like, you know, don't take it out on the developer and not buy the game. You know what I mean? It, it, I think you will still enjoy the journey. I mean, but. Yeah. It just again, it's like if it has came from someone that is disgruntled, obviously they're going to make it seem like it's worse than that. Mm. So, um, it's obviously they're going to try to paint it in a bad light, which I can completely understand because that if that was an employee or whoever it was that it wanted to make Naughty Dog look bad, then they've kind of kind of succeeded, but not really because they're still you know they'll still make good, they'll still make money off this. This game's been people have been waiting for this game for years since it's been announced. Yeah, there's just uh, a reactionary yeah. part of social internet. media, internet people, who'll be like, oh, no, like, because I, I read spoilers, and I was like, all right, okay, if that's what they want to do, 
I'll still play it, see what it's like. Um, yeah. But there's just a part of Twitter that is just wild. Oh yeah, that they, they go. From, they're always at eleven. They're always at eleven. Yeah. But it's always it's always something. Or swing ever. Aye. And regardless of that, though, like there's there's no way that leaking these spoilers is going to stop people buying the game. It's not going to ruin Naughty Dog. You know what I mean? Like people no, aren't going to go like, oh well, I know what's happening, so I won't buy the game that I've been, you know, anticipating for. There's a big discussion about spoilers and do they actually ruin things? And for a lot of people, is no spoilers don't actually ruin things. Um, they certainly detract from the entire experience, but they don't ruin them to the extent where you would, you know, experience it for yourself. Aye, because you you watch a film more than once. Like, you enjoy watching a film more than once, so you know everything that yeah. happens, you still enjoy watching it, so even if you know what happens, you still choose to go back there, so it's, yeah. it's not it's not as big a deal as people make it out to be. I think it's more that people don't want to be spoiled without their control. If they chose to get spoiled, then yeah. fair enough, but when people take that out of your hands and then basically, I don't know, flash, flash something in front of you that you could clearly see, but you couldn't turn away quick enough, to, you know what I mean? The the way I, mean, I, think, I think that's what they mean more by the spoiler, not you know like Hamish was saying, it's a spoiler of your own volition rather than a spoiler that you've um, you've been spoiled on. It's like we're having a conversation. I say, oh, blah, the blah, the blah, the blah, and you're like, I didn't know that. Cheers. It's See, just I, like oh, what's that part, you know. I don't think I've read all the spoilers. I read some because I went on Neil Druckmann's Twitter, and the comments on every single one of his tweets is the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so. That guy's having a bit of hard time right now, so people are assholes. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I think that sums it up, Dom. Absolutely. Twitter is a cesspool. Uh, maybe, maybe Naughty Dog. If if what's happening, if it's true, was a disgruntled employee and like the remote, you know, working conditions in Naughty Dog. Again, same podcast guys that I listen to, Castle Super Beast. Guys used to work in game development, and they tell us exactly what it's like working in those companies. It doesn't sound like a place I would want to work. No. And if they are underpaying them and they're doing stuff like this and they're they're trying their best not to give their employees this money that, you know, at this time, especially during these times, this hardship, they're not wanting to do it because they're like, well, we don't know if this game's going to sell anymore, so we're going to just keep this until we're confident enough and we're going to delay this indefinitely until we know, which is kind of a shitty move to do. Yeah. Anyone? The, the thing the thing with that is people always say like oh they, they, they don't have to work there but when you're trying to break into an industry that is so as competitive as that you have to take what's there you, but you don't deserve to be treated like shit no so it looks good it looks good in a CV saying that you, you work for Naughty Dog yeah it's like you, you've done this and you worked for this company for this long and you made this or you coded this it's game like, or I dislike my job, and people say, well, why don't you leave it? And you're like, well, it's not as easy as that. You've got responsibilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Ain't nothing going on but the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Life. But, uh, is that our discussion on that finished, then? Anybody getting else to add? I mean, find out more as the time goes on, but I think, I think we're finished. One of those things well, that, well, uh, well, one of those things that we don't really know. Will you, you still be you buying it, it if you wanted? Like, would you oh, yeah. It? Definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah I'll still be buying it, man. Like, I, I wanted to play it. I really enjoyed the first one, so hell yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be buying it day one, probably. Because I really enjoyed... I, I, I waited 
six, six, seven years to play the first one <laughs> and enjoyed it massively. So I'll be going into the You'll be one. buying it day one and then playing it in four years' time. Probably. I'd put money on that. <laughs> I've still got Uncharted 4 on the dapper. I was going to call up that. Dom's face. Yeah, Dom's raging. Like, <laughs> you what? You what, mate? You, you what, mate? <laughs> you what, mate? Fucking what, mate? So, so, Hamish, you want to take the lead on this next one then for the Assassin's Creed? Oh, mate, because I love my <laughs> Assassin's Creed. <laughs> He's and, and, you know what? I really, wish, I really wish I could remember the episode, but there was one time we were talking about Assassin's Creed in one of our very early episodes. And I was like, you know what? I bet you the next setting is Vikings. And guess what? It's fucking Vikings, mate. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Where is Hamish's royalty check? He needs yeah, <laughs> he's royalty check. He's, he's got kids I mean, to be I, I pretty, much, pretty much came up with the whole game, Hugh, so don't know why. <laughs> it was a natural uh, progression. Like, I think they realised that the moder- more modern settings weren't working. Like, they went to Victorian England. They went to Renaissance Italy. And they were okay, but then your they went. It will naturally progress up your ass, all right? I oh, came oh, up with the idea, right? right? <laughs> but when they went back to ancient Egypt, I thought, right, okay, they're going to do Egypt, Greece. Oh, their their calendar's fucking, fucked up. <laughs> aye, they're, go, they're going to do more ancient history than what they have been doing, which yeah. I thought was more interesting anyway. Like, if you're going to do history, do the parts of history that are like mysterious or like mythology. Uh, Mythological, yeah. I mean, I have been playing Odyssey. Ross and I have been playing Odyssey quite a bit, and you know, like it's does have those flares, not even flares of of mythology, like full on beating up Cyclopses these days (laughs) at a high level, (laughs) and Minotaurs and shit like that. You know, I mean, like it it gets mental, but I like that. You know, I mean, that's cool and. I can't wait for like Norse mythology is just so interesting. There's, there's such a like if anyone's played God of War, you know yeah. they'll, they'll have had a, a kind of a little taste. Yeah, a wee crash course in it. It's, it's I, like, I, like the I was like, oh, Odin, he's rise of ours, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, it, a lot of it is even very mainstream now with Thor from the, the Marvel films is obviously yeah. Norse, you know, so people get a taste of it anyway. So I think I think this will probably do a lot better than Origins set in Egypt and Odyssey set in you know ancient Greece. Uh, Greece. So purely because like obviously they're they're getting better fans of the previous games. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't buy the new one, like Valhalla. And also, you know, Vikings, awesome. Uh, the one thing that I do find funny though is like, you obviously play as the Vikings, right? So the the antag you're the protagonist being a Viking. The antagonists are basically just like English countrymen, en- English settlers, and you, you know, take over them, and they're not really doing anything wrong. But then I was like, oh, Ubisoft, French company, they're gonna, you know. Make English look like they're bitch anytime they can. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that old rivalry is right there. Mm-hmm. But like, I might actually try this out. I found. Oh, do you oh, know what? what? I realised I have Assassin's Creed Origins. I didn't realise I bought that game. You know. You must, you must, must have been drunk, babe. Uh, you probably up, was drunk. 
hung over the next day, you walked over at your bed and you see that, you're like, huh. Not again. <laughs> oh yeah, like the other, the other night. Oh, uh, that would be dick. So drunk he clicked on the wrong thing in the store. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got it and I'm thinking about playing it. Like, and I'll I'll fill you in how I like it. Cause I you know what, like, did you did you play the previous Assassin's Creed? Any I played one, two, and I think that's it. I think I finished it too. Get all that shit. Cause it's nothing like it anymore. Uh, Black Flag and was it Syndicate? Who's the, okay, the last one? Ah, oh, fuck Syndicate, man. Is that the French Black one? Black Flag was amazing. Black see, was see out of the, out, aye, out of the previous, like, Black Flag, uh, the, the previous Assassin's Creed games, Black yeah, like, Flag was Village absolutely and, the best, man. Yeah, like, Black Flag was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. So, it was also uh, said as well about the um, upgrade for the Assassin's Creed game as well. You get it for free. The same as yep. what they were doing for Cyberpunk. So yeah, it's joined you... Cyberpunk in the fact that if you buy it for the Xbox One X, you get the free up, like, upgraded version for the Series X, which is pretty fucking cool, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, it's well better than the two launch titles. If you get a launch title and it's also out for the last gen, you're like, am I getting a, a nerfed version of the upgrade or am I getting a nerfed version? Like, like it's yeah. always a nerfed version because it has to fit on both generations. Yeah. Yeah, then even like a lot of games these days, people, I mean, I think this year, the spending of uh, Xbox games and PlayStation games has went way down, and it's probably anticipatory for the next-gen consoles, you know what I mean? They're thinking, why would I buy this game when I might be able to get it on the next-gen console, obviously better, or, you know, I won't be playing this anyway. Yeah, So. Yeah. The fact that you can buy it now, and then you will still, you know, you'll be covered basically for the next gen is it's a really good gesture. I think. Yeah, I found mental. Remember, um, uh, Shadow Mordor. That yeah. that came out in like twenty fourteen. That still came out on the Xbox three sixty. I found that yeah. insane. Like obviously, it wasn't all. The Nemesis system wasn't in it and stuff like that. But like, why would you release a game? Like that on the Xbox 360. Mm. That was so weird. So, was it also not released on the PS3? Yeah, I think so. I think it was released on all yeah, previous so, generations. Previous gen, except Nintendo, because <laughs> no one That has. reminds me of, um, I think, Shadow of War, right? The, the, Shadow of War. The sequel of that was the first game that I played when I had a 4K television. I got my first 4, 4K television. And Ross was, you know, Part of Patchison and Danny, they came down that we were gonna go out for a drink and stuff like that, and they came down. And I was playing it, uh, and me and Ross are just standing there like looking at it. And we're like, "Oh my god, look at the definition!" Ross is like, "I can see in that window over there, like, you know, fifty feet away and stuff like that." Danny's like, "Wait, can we go? For, can we go for a drink, guys?" And then Ross is like, shh, 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 shh. "Look, look at that cloth." Look, you can see it looks like cloth. <laughs> <laughs> First time that we ever saw like proper 4K yeah. resolution, it was amazing. I always go back to my Halo, like one looking at the grass, going, "Look at this grass! It looks like grass." <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a picture valid. of grass, like a flat. Yeah, but, oh my god, this is so future. <laughs> this isn't Mario 64. <laughs> yeah, uh, almost. Oh, almost. 
So it's also been announced as well after the diabolical uh, WWE 2K20 uh, game that they're actually not doing uh, 2K21, which is nice because they mm. definitely need to regroup and understand that you just can't rush out a yearly game. Yeah, you've had the, the issues of like, everyone just leaving you and not really give, leaving you the proper codings and all that. Um, but the new game is a uh, 2K Battlegrounds, which is it going to be like All Stars? It looks exactly the same as All Stars, but they're like quite like stocky. They look just like sh- shrunk, but like they're quite you know, thick. Chunky boys, mate. Uh, mate, they really haven't hasn't been a good wrestling game in the last decade, has there? Oh, All Stars was probably the last one I really had fun with. Um, yeah. I think going back to SmackDown vs. Raw, like the first one, the first couple of them were pretty good, but then after that it got pretty bad. 20, 2012, I think, was like the last proper decent one where they still had the brand, the brand wars and that, where you had a bit of like GM mode and you could customize, you know. Oh, I used to love GM mode. Yeah, it was like you could basically do that forever because it's always random, but then you'd be like fighting like Chavo Guerrero for the world heavyweight title and you're like hold on that doesn't make any sense <laughs> Chavo Chavo in a Hell in a Cell match you know <laughs> you're like, I always like the stories in them but it seems like over time stories just got like less uh, interactive basically yeah. like you were on a linear path whereas I remember back in the day like like you were saying the Smackdown versus Raw days any kind of shit could happen and it actually yeah. seemed like your choices made a difference, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like unscripted, it was a lot more flowing mm. with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, the, and the game uh, is faster. Yeah. The, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a simulation, it was an arcade. That yeah. was the problem. Like, they, they do a 2K or too busy looking at visuals rather than gameplay. So, who's like, making... So, 2K is making the new ones. Are they going to keep numbering them with years, which is weird because WWE isn't a seasonal sport like, I mean I, there's no really way to tell that just now is there obviously they've cancelled 2K21 and they said can 2K21 so at this point it seems like they're keeping the numbers but they really, should, like, they really shouldn't they, they should do what they did with Assassin's Creed and do it like you know maybe every two years and not take your piss out of it but yeah and start fresh it, call it a different name like yeah just call it like uh, what, what would I call it? Uh, WWE Ultimate, or you know, just use know. a catchphrase that one of the guys. Uh, there's a million and one names that they could use. Yeah. You can't see me. me. Yeah. yeah. Or, but I, I definitely think that they've, they're making the right decision. Yeah. Canceling it, and like, yep. I would, I would much rather have a game that they actually properly prepared and you know put some actual effort into. It was just, I just, yeah, a rehash of all the same shit. Like, two K twenty was, they were working with limited resources, limited time and stuff like that, and was that was Ukes? bad. Like, yeah, it was like, yeah, old... you, or the guys from Ukes left or something like that, wasn't it? So, so like, fair enough, they could probably make a passable game, two K twenty one. Yeah, but you don't want that. You don't want just a another game. I'd rather, aye, I'd, ra- <laughs> aye, yeah, I'd rather they just took some time and made a really good fucking game. Yep. I mean, it, it's not hard. It really is not hard to make a game, an arcade-y feel game. You had it with this uh, All-Stars. They could have built off on that. 
been like uh, we were up at yours like uh, when we were doing the stream here. Yeah. Um, with that, and we had like a really good time. And we, you know, I think it was like an hour and a half went by like no bother. Oh, uh, like, that's something I was going to tell you. Is I bought a multi tap so we could play the SmackDown games. <laughs> oh no! What did <laughs> you buy here? A multi tap. It doesn't matter what you buy. Oh, oh got me. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> but it means we yeah, can play. Down and I just, I just went rock mode, mate. Sorry. <laughs> it means we can play those games like three, four, six player, whatever they go to. So. Alright, awesome. Definitely. Do but it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think anyone's been interested in WWE games in a while. Anyway, so. Yeah. Probably. I don't. I'm lost. Tell me something, guys. Have you heard of like? There's this new uh, movement, I don't know what you would call it, uh, but basically it's a charitable venture, and it's called Games for Caterers. Have you guys heard of this? No, no. Basically what it is, is there's a company and they're giving away games and subscriptions for games to NHS workers, so this is a, a very important issue these days. Obviously, you know, a lot of companies and that are trying to do their bit to support the NHS, which are doing a fucking great job of, yep. you know, taking care of all of us. And um, all these studios around the world, big ones as well, like Xbox Game Studios, Activision, Konami, even like smaller ones, like in, in the UK, like uh, Codemasters and stuff like that, Rare are even doing it. Basically what they're doing is they're taking part in this and it's to aid in coronavirus relief. But they're letting NHS staff log in with their NHS email. And you can have a look through the, the systems and stuff like that. And it can be Xbox, PlayStation, Switch and stuff like that. Basically you yeah. can claim games. Is it, just like, is it just like free download codes and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah pretty much, yeah. It's 85,000 games that they are they were looking at when they launched. I don't know if they're doing any more now. Um, obviously, this thing might blow up because you know, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Good yeah. gesture. Yeah. It's so, so can do it help. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to mention it. Obviously, Ross, or, or Patch Lad Ross, is... NHS staff, Danny's NHS, and you know maybe some listeners are. Shit. Yeah, I, I never really heard much about it advertised, so I thought it'd be good to bring it to light. But have you got a website there we could use? Yes, I do actually. Um, if I can uh, pick up the right mouse <laughs> <laughs> from uh, my laptop and my. He's got too many. <laughs> he's got so many mouses, so many mices. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> Basically, it's https colon backslash backslash. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on all technical. Don't need to put that in. Put in uh, giveaways.keymailer.co slash nhs. So, giveaways, giveaways.keymailer.co dot co forward slash nhs. And you'll need to put in your NHS email, and you'll get some further information about all the things that you can claim. And like I say, over eighty-five thousand games, 
and subscription Absolutely. services and stuff like that given away. So absolutely amazing yeah, service. What a good gesture. Yeah. We have a good solid way just to relax after us, but you know, dealing with like quite a lot of the hardships going through that job. It's not an easy job working for the NHS. It really isn't. But there's uh, like an absolute ton of developers and that have, have joined in. Bethesda, you know, Greenlight Games, uh, High Res Studios, Wizards of the Coast, even the, the tabletop stuff. Like, there's going to be something for everyone there. Nice. Everybody wins. You know, if, if you are a frontline care worker, then give that a look. You deserve it. Right, what else is on the docket? So, there's also, like, Hamish's favourite game ever, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, is it coming to Game Pass soon, Hamish? Is it? Aye, I think I so. Feel like, I feel like if it was, it would be coming uh, probably May 7th. I've Ooh. got a feeling about that, you know? Feeling your, your, your tummy? I'm going to play it. Right? I'm going to play it, guys. I'm going to play it. Oh, do you know, do you know do you the thing about this? Like, the thing is... Sorry, I'm just like, like, I'm torn between telling people like, it's on Game Pass, go and play the shit out of that because it's a fucking amazing game, and telling people get the first one, play the first one. But I mean, you could technically play them either way. I don't know. It's, I think you have to play the first one, do you? No, well, see, the thing is, the first one's obviously after the second one. The second one's a prequel, so I mean, you could get away with it. I'm just worried that people would play the second one. It's obviously a recent game, so it's you know a lot more detailed, a lot more nicer looking and stuff like. That. Uh, and then people might go back to the first one and be like, eh, "Well, this is shit," uh, which I don't <laughs> want people to do because you need to, you, need, you know, experience and appreciate the whole story. It's a good, it's a good story. I really, I did, did prefer the first one a wee bit more, but. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm like apples and oranges, really. I'm going to give yeah. it a try for the first time. I'll let you I know. Mean, yeah, someone was supposed to give you that game before all, the, all oh, this lockdown happened. I wonder who it was, Dom. I've still got your Luigi's Mansion 3, though, so... Yeah. Luigi! You can get that back. You can get that back eventually. You can get that back any time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, like... I think, I think that's all the news, then. Is that correct, Hamish? Apart, oh, oh, there's one thing that we forgot to talk about. The sequel to the greatest movie ever made. Goddamn Space Jam <laughs> New Legacy. Space Jam. I always was. Yeah, that's, uh, that's men, in, men in Space. <laughs> <laughs> so LeBron's playing the. Yeah. The Michael uh, Jordan role. Yeah, right. so. Let the, me just say. Sorry, okay. before, sorry if I can interject. What's with the tagline? A new legacy, like that's just... the full title of it. So LeBron James was on uh, Instagram, and this was only like a few days ago. He had a hat on that had the Space Jam logo with a new legacy on the bottom. Yeah, that's, but so that's the why thing. a new legacy? Like, first of all, the first film <clears throat> wasn't a legacy; it was one film. Yeah, and there was no there was no legacy built up for it. Also, secondly, it seems kind of disrespectful. Like, really? You know, well, I don't know, just. I think it's more as a legacy because, like, you know, Looney Tunes have been around for how long? Yeah, at least, at least, like, three days. 
<laughs> at least. Well, uh, I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? Like, they have been around at least three days. I think I'm one of these people that overrate Space Jam, and I don't even see it as an important film. Like, it's it's a great film. It's a really good film. But yeah, okay. it's got Danny DeVito on it. Is it? Is this one got Danny DeVito on it? No, no, it had Danny DeVito. On it. Oh, so it does. I keep mixing it up with um. Because he, he, he says Dan Aykroyd, because Bill Murray's in it, and he goes, oh, I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. And I'm like, yeah. that's Bill Murray, though. I'm so confused. And I think he was just thinking, obviously, jokes about like Ghostbusters and all the films they did together. Yeah. But like, I always like somehow associate that character with Dan Aykroyd after that. Because Bill Murray's playing Bill Murray, isn't he? Uh, and Dan Aykroyd's out there selling some kind of Crystal Skull vodka and not doing films anymore. <laughs> He's made his money, man. He's making crazy money. Yeah, I love that John Tron video. <laughs> so I would say, like, uh, yeah, is it Le- Le- have you ever seen uh, LeBron act at all? Uh, no. Has he, he acted was, before? Yeah, he was in that uh, Trainwreck movie, that Amy Schumer. Is it Amy Schumer? The really uh, I mean, is it called Trainwreck, or are you calling it a Trainwreck because of his yeah. acting? Is uh, it no, that the one with John I'm, Cena? Yeah. Where he's he can't he can't do trash talk. Yeah, he's he really can't see it. it. Can't see him in the whole film. Uh, no, LeBron's pretty funny in it, man. Like, no. It's got some good comedic timing. So it could, it could. I mean, it can't be as wooden as fucking Michael Jordan in the movie, man. He was just pure. What is going on, guys? <laughs> oh, Let's be honest. It's a Space Jam film. We're all gonna go see it. Well, we're gonna see Bugs Bunny. We're nobody. Yeah. We will. We'll uh, create a three-hour podcast about that film. <laughs> <laughs> So there's uh, one last bit uh, since we're talking about movies that I would like to bring up. I don't know if like you guys heard about the uh, UK cinemas turn around with Universal. No. And they are with them. The see because uh, the Universal were wanting to release the Trolls World Tour on video on demand. City World said and a few other cinemas in the UK turned around and said that they will no longer show any Universal movies if they do that. Uh, people that aren't respecting the the length of time yeah like, six weeks yeah. or whatever it is yeah. yeah so they're just saying like uh, if you do that we'll never, we won't show any of your movies in any of our cinemas and it's quite a lot like um, that they own it's like there's different different names of like Cineworld but we use our Cineworld cards that's the only reason why I brought that up so mm. are they just doing that with Universal or will they do it with all film studios it was all just Universal because it's just them that are turned around and you know wanting to release that because I think it's like other companies have like, paid out money so they can put their movies out online quickly right for it I mean that's why like Bloodshot came out I don't know who done that was that Miram that wasn't Miramax was it Touchwood not Touchwood Touchwood I can't remember but yeah. see the thing is I don't think there's an actual specific rule of when you're meant to put it out it's more like in a gentleman's agreement type thing it's, it's like yeah. a, an unwritten rule you know yeah. like this isn't you know Give it enough time to do its whole. Yeah, do, do its like, Aye, yeah, exactly. Columbia Pictures, so that's it, sorry. That was, you mm. know, Columbia, so they're like TriStar, so that's like. Sony. Disney, kind of Sony. Is it Sony, sorry? That's Sony, so, aye. So they've, got, they've got that money that they can basically be like, ah, fuck it. Uh, I, I get what cinemas already have a hard time as it is with streaming uh, and internet content and all that, try to make a, try to make a profit, so. I can see where they're trying to lay down the law because they already get fucked by like Disney all the time. So, yeah, 
like, especially with Disney Plus launching in the UK. Yeah, with all the like Disney put down special requirements for those the, their films, which really fucks cinemas over. So, and you can't mess with Disney because they are probably top five. But if there's a hundred films, the top ten will be nine out of ten of them will be Disney films yeah. for some fucking reason because they buy everything. Well, it's more like I was thinking it was uh, it was like Quentin Tarantino was talking about it. The whole thing with Disney, you say they're just like destroying uh, the movie-going experience because people aren't getting like a diverse. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like the, they also say, for instance, you had like a hundred screens. Disney would be taking up at least fifty of them, and if they don't want a certain movie in that cinema, they could be like, "We don't want that shown in our in cinema." Either that, if you if you keep showing that, we're taking out more movies. I, I, we're, we're pulling our stuff. Uh, as yeah. much as I love Marvel and stuff and Disney, like a lot of the. The, their films are very, was it homogenous? Like they're the same style a lot of the time and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, they've got a formula that they will follow because they know know that makes money. Yeah, and sometimes you want something different. Mm. So cinemas, cinemas, cinemas need to stand up for themselves, which I think is good. Well, yeah, that's true. But it's more like can uh, can they afford to stand up? Yeah, or, true. But like, if they're not going to get people, the people go to the cinema anyway, to watch. To watch films and if they don't have films to show people aren't going to go to the cinema no one's going to go to the cinema to pay four pounds for a bucket of popcorn and then leave you know what i mean like they're there to see films so they are do kind of have them by the bones there interesting though because uh i think this is going to change the way cinemas work yeah but we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out after all this ends which could be now could be next year yeah. Now, Nova, mate. Nova, 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 no, no November. <laughs> November. <laughs> Means from now till never, mate. There we are. Nice. I like that was a that was a nice positive note to end this on. <laughs> so, as could Hamish, be, could be doomed forever, guys. Don't we have to we have to end now? We can't leave on hold that on, note. Hold on, that sounds like a great name for the next Doom game. Doom forever. Is that going to be it? Are you Doom forever? Like that. <laughs> I mean, that's isn't isn't that just do? It's just do. <laughs> hey, I think it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, because I, I could have kept going, but you know, like, let's wrap yeah. it up. <laughs> okay. Right. Again, this that was, is that was doing forever. Doing for a long time anyway. Again, this is going to be the start of a different format that we will. Well, Agree on because obviously I haven't. <laughs> or... Yeah, I'll do it better next week. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, guys. Like it's you know it'll be smooth sailing next week when yeah. Hamish has like a hold of the boat because he likes playing Sea of Thieves, so you know he's gonna take us to nice shores. Just take a lot of cans cracking next week. <laughs> like wait, 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 guys. Hamish, um, there was no sparking of a can. Mate, I'm, really? I've only got bottles. I'm popping bottles tonight, mate. Like, oh, Marrows. Let your bottle go. Goddamn coronavirus. Bullshit. I can't get a fucking pallet of cans anywhere. <laughs> that, is, that is the worst actual story I've heard during this whole situation. Yeah. It's probably the worst first world problem there has ever been. Like, I can't get cans. I need to drink bottles of beer. <laughs> wow. yeah. 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 right we'll get a better update on the format next time and we might have something out um, between this and the next news and update podcast 
Oh, don't tease the listeners. Oh, I'm thinking oh. me and Dom talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake without Hamish constantly interrupting us and telling us how bad uh, the game I'll, I'll and we are. As, as long as you can hear snoring through it, I'll be there, mate. No, no, you're not. No, we'll, we'll just, we'll go block you. We'll block you from the call. I'm going to block you from my life, you. Aww. You can't, Hamish, you can't. He's unblockable. I'm unblockable. I'm that annoying. You can't, you can't block, you can't. <laughs> Block me, I'll block you first. Do you know the 99.9% of germs that bleach kills? I'm like the 0.1%. I can't be killed, mate. That's not bad, actually. I, I thought you were going to call me that, so yeah. No. Okay. That. Right. That's a bye from Dom. Bye, guys. Cheers for listening. And a bye from Hamish. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. That's a bye from Hugh. See you later, guys. Bye! Oh man, you've peaked that. Did you mean that? (laughs) I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in. (laughs) I'm going to cut that out.